Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 228, looking at Acts chapter 7, verses 9 through 19. This is the speech of Stephen before the Sanhedrin, the High Council. He's begun a survey of the history of Israel. He talked last time about the promises to Abraham that God had made. Well, today we're looking at the deliverance through Joseph. Let's read our passage, Acts 7, 9 through 19. The patriarchs became jealous of Joseph and sold him into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him out of all his troubles. He gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who appointed him ruler over Egypt over his whole household. Now a famine and great suffering came over all of Egypt and Canaan, and our ancestors could find no food. When Jacob heard there was grain in Egypt, he sent our ancestors there the first time. The second time Joseph revealed himself to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. Joseph invited his father Jacob and all his relatives, seventy-five people in all, and Jacob went down to Egypt. He and our ancestors died there, were carried back to Shechem, and were placed in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor and Shechem. As the time was approaching to fulfill the promise that God had made to Abraham, the people flourished and multiplied in Egypt until a different king who did not know Joseph ruled over Egypt. He dealt deceitfully with our race and oppressed our ancestors by making them abandon their infants outside so that they wouldn't survive. Well, Stephen last time talked about the promises that God had made to Abraham, that he had promised Abraham's descendants would become a great race and all nations would be blessed through them. He made the promise to Abraham of the land. That's why it's called the promised land. It was promised to Abraham's descendants. Then Abraham had a child, a miraculous birth in his old age of Isaac. Isaac had uh, his son Joseph. Then Joseph had the twelve sons, which became the twelve tribes. And these are the patriarchs. They refer to in verse 9. The patriarchs became jealous of Joseph and sold him into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him out of his troubles. So Joseph was the dreamer. He had the coat of many colors that his father had given him. He uh, had big dreams and he told them to his brothers who were very jealous of him and sold him into slavery to the Midianite traders. He was taken down to Egypt. He became a servant in the house of Potiphar, the captain of the guard. And then Potiphar's wife uh, put the moves on him, and so Potiphar threw him in jail. So there he was in jail, but he interpreted dreams, and it became known to Pharaoh, who was being troubled by dreams, that Joseph could interpret dreams. And so... Pharaoh rescued Joseph out of jail and ends up making him second in command of all of Egypt. So God did rescue him out of his troubles. He gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who appointed him ruler over Egypt and over his whole household. One of the things that God had revealed to Joseph was that there would be a famine. That was Pharaoh's dream. Joseph was the one who then managed the food stores to prepare for the coming famine. So verse 11, Now a famine and great suffering came over all of Egypt and Canaan, and our ancestors could find no food. When Jacob heard there was grain in Egypt, he sent our ancestors there the first time. So there's actually three occasions where some of the uh, 
brothers went down to Egypt and they encounter Joseph, although they don't recognize him. He's the one in command under only under Pharaoh, but in command of everything in Egypt. So verse 13, the second time, and, and this has to do with just the way Greek is uh, laid out, so it's really the third time. But Joseph revealed himself to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. Joseph invited his father Jacob and all his relatives, 75 people in all, and Jacob went down to Egypt. Some people wonder if uh, Stephen's making a play on uh, uh, themes here, where he t- shows that uh, Joseph initially encountered his brothers, but they didn't recognize him. But then, later, he did reveal himself, and it's not that they recognized it, he revealed himself to them, and they recognized him as the man he was, and he was the deliverer of the people, the deliverer of the family, who eventually will become the people of Israel. And if this is actually not a a glimpse of Christ, who was not recognized by and large his first time coming, but his second time that he comes, everyone will acknowledge him as the deliverer. So there, uh, verse 15, Jacob went down to Egypt. He and our ancestors died there, were carried back to Shechem, were placed in a tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. So he's kind of fast forward in there that uh, all these people who went down to Egypt, they all died there because the descendants were in Egypt for 400 years. So everyone who went down died. But the, the patriarchs themselves, their bones were carried back to Israel, to the promised land, to the land that Abraham had bought there. And that's where they were buried. Verse 17, as the time was approaching to fulfill the promise that God had made to Abraham, the people flourished and multiplied in Egypt until a different king, who did not know Joseph, ruled over Egypt. He dealt deceitfully with our race and oppressed our ancestors by making them abandon their infants outside so that they wouldn't survive. Well, the people did flourish in Egypt because they were, well, they were Joseph's family, and Joseph was trusted by Pharaoh. Joseph was in charge of everything under Pharaoh. And Joseph gave them a choice place to settle. And they settled there and they became prosperous. They did very well there. They were under Joseph's protection. They had a favor with Pharaoh. But Pharaoh eventually died. And there rose up a new Pharaoh, a new king of Egypt. And over a couple of generations, eventually, uh, Joseph is gone. The original Pharaoh is gone. And the people of Egypt, particularly the rulers of Egypt, are looking at this group of Israelites, well, they were called Hebrews then, living there in their land, these foreigners, living very well, and so they start to oppress them and decide that you're not supposed to be living off of us, and so they shift that around and start living off of them. And they're actually forced into slavery, forced into forced labor to carry on the construction projects of Pharaoh, but not as... Uh, trusted family members of Pharaoh's second in command, but just these uh, leeches from outside. And so the entrance is hard times. And all this is setting it up for the uh, shift of the story to Moses. So the uh, people of the Hebrews become so numerous that they start having the midwives to kill the infants when they're born. 
or to leave them outside to die. And pretty much what they did with Moses was they put him in the basket and put him in the river and he eventually is, is found by the daughter of Pharaoh himself. So Stephen's going through the history of Israel here. Why is he doing this? He's being charged with criminal activity, essentially. He's being charged with blasphemy. Blasphemy against God and the temple. Blasphemy against Moses and the law. And teaching people not to follow the customs that Moses had handed down. I think that's what he's doing here, is showing that, no, I support the the customs that Moses has handed down. I support the, the history of our people. And God has been at work with our people all along. Now, it's going to end up with a, a challenge about what they did with Christ. But right now, he's laying the groundwork that he's not some rogue calling people away from Judaism. He's calling people to faithfulness to the Lord. And that God has been at work with his people throughout time. He made initial promises to Abraham here in this section. We saw that God had orchestrated everything so that Joseph would be a deliverer for the people of God and get them through the tough times, through the famine, through the time in Egypt. And then God raises up somebody else to be his man and eventually is going to come around to Jesus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.